very much their experience of knowing okay this works and this doesn't work let's push this button this notification at this time and push that notification later and of course they had some elements and experience behind them so that's what you need to build you need to build the experience so mm. you know there's no better way other than getting started welcome to the 50th episode of stars and stars podcast with me varun gundi firstly thank you for supporting the podcast a huge shout out to everyone who wrote in and egg me on to do the show very very grateful and a bigger thank you to my guests who graciously came onto the podcast and shared their lives about their startups and what they're doing uh, in the indian startup ecosystem on this special episode i chat with a friend of mine and mentor rahul bharadwaj the ceo of jungly games the episode is full of interesting nuggets about gaming biohacking and naval ravika let's get started with episode 50 if you're a first time listener don't forget to hit subscribe Hey Rahul, welcome to the show. How are you doing? It looks like a nice sunny day in Bangalore. It is, it is. Um, and uh, I think, uh, oh, I hope we have like many more days like this. We'll see. Sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's sunny. Good day. It is a good day. Um, also, I'm, I'm so glad to have you on the program. It's been a while. Uh, you've been following the show since day one, uh, which is in May. So so finally I I'm glad I was able to convince you to come on uh the the chat show so um you know thank you for making it Yeah no problem this is an exclusive just for you I've not done this with anyone just so you know But all it's it's such a great time for gaming companies it, it, it's easiest way that uh, that it's helped anyone um and any business that's purely digital is like by virtue of people being home uh they access your product whatever it could be in this case gaming right a little bit more and gaming just lends itself to uh solving or helping you during these times you know in three ways uh number one we are entertaining right so when people are not feeling well and and they feel like we just you want to kill a little time or enjoy a little bit um considering the pandemic that's going on they play games right like that's one thing they could do they can watch tv or whatever it is but they play games so we've seen a rise with that uh number two um you know people are looking for an outlet as well um something different everyone's used to watching shows and i mean watching movies and shows and enjoying entertainment isn't going to change uh but gaming just has become a little more popular over the years right um we we kind of started the company my my uh ceo ankur shan me of course as coo started the company like almost 8 9 years ago 80 years ago sorry and uh that time gaming was nowhere near the where it is today in the country mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so so with the popularity of gaming people are again they're looking to to engage that more now as i said just by virtue of being home you're playing it more and um sort of to be entertained you're playing it more and to sort of discover what's out there in terms of technology and experiencing new technologies you're you're again playing more so the pandemic i think it's unfortunate that it's on but it has really helped push people towards our products um and and we've been able to sort of you know give them an outlet for uh de-stressing entertaining um and even sort of building uh you know a a, a sort of aspect or or um uh, an idea around where gaming is and how mm. gaming works right mm. like this is the time mm. people are using to discover new things so they're yeah. like why don't we try it? so we've seen right. a lot of pickup a lot of new users during this time so uh, these a lot of these are casual gamers right um and and that basically means a lot more people have discovered uh, games and they take the mind off other things are uh, using uh, mobile games uh, any numbers on trends like pre covid post covid uh, kind of levels uh, you know what is the new normal for gaming uh, because you you've seen it right you've seen 
if 2012 is when you you enter the market uh, to launch the products, that's also early days of Android and iOS, right? Uh, very few people had. So you've kind of uh, also probably seen growth along with uh, you know mobile phones taking off. What has kind of yeah, yeah. been the trend uh, in in the last eight years? So and um, pre and post COVID. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll I'll come to pre and post COVID. Let's start with uh, 2012. Facebook was actually very popular, um, and and many people may not even remember this time, but Facebook and web-based gaming was very very yep. popular. Mobile, no one looked at mobile, and Found we it. ourselves, yeah, we were primarily a, a web and more and a, and a Facebook-based gaming company at the time in 2012 when we started. Uh, that okay. was our entire focus, and I have seen, or we, uh, all of us who kind of did this together. Have seen mobile just take off. 2014, 2015, 2016 were the years. Um, you know, Google One, Micro Max, like we were all there, right? Um, all the 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 Chinese manufacturers, mm-hmm. right? Xiaomi and and then eventually Vivo and Oppo and all them came. Um, we saw them push uh, cheaper handsets, more powerful handsets into the market, and uh, people uh, who couldn't afford a computer, which was still like 50, 60, 70 can, you know, lakhs if you're looking at a MacBook. Um, Adopt the the mobile format, which is where then we had to get into mobile gaming mm-hmm. also, and it's popular ab- abroad as well. Anyways, it just took time to come to India, uh, but we saw that phase. So that time the trend was mobile, and today uh, the trend is more mobile right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 pre COVID it's still like everyone's playing games on their mobile phones. Of course, um, you know, games like PUBG and um, even back in the day there was a lot about Candy Crush, right? Like mm-hmm. sort of global. Popular games had a lot to do with pushing uh, people towards gaming more and more in India. Uh, back then, uh, you know, we wouldn't see more than ten, twenty million users uh, in a year. Today, we are seeing hundreds of millions of users across all different types of games in the country. So the trends have completely changed, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. but they're all on the up. Like in the short sort of response, uh, they're all up. You have to be mobile first. That's where people consume games. Um, data is no longer an issue. That was another trend. It was very expensive in 2012. Uh, you remember those dongles, right? You used to yeah. run around with a, uh, a, a 33 Mbps or sometimes a 30 Mbps <laughs> dongle and yeah. 2,000 rupees and stick it right and 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 go sit somewhere or sit somewhere else. Um, all that's changed, right? Like now, data is so cheap. Everyone's on a hotspot. Everyone can afford it. Um, everyone's happy about it. Uh, and and so data will get cheaper. Mobile consumption uh, of products will be will higher will be higher and uh, and gaming will just you know take off. I think uh, pre-COVID people who had any doubts mm-hmm. about whether to do something or not now have more time to try it. Like I said, so so we are seeing more and more people jump on this um, and 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 enjoy gaming. Now I would go a little bit further out and tell you um, I truly do believe. Um, Augmented reality, and more importantly, virtual reality, will be the future of consumption. I don't see mm. people playing uh, games on their mobile phones all the time. There's a lot of ergonomic, uh, you know, distastefulness that lends itself to consuming a game like this on your fo- hands, with your hands, and on the phone all the time. Screen small, hands aren't right. Like mobile phones were not made to play games, right? We know this, right? And yeah. and, and and you. You have to either go with accessories. Like I've seen all kinds of accessories pop up now, right? Like there's stands where you can mount your phone and go with a gamepad that Bluetooth connects to to the phone. Uh, there are triggers that you attach to your phone, and people use that. So 
that's where people are kind of going. Um, mm. But I truly believe in the future, um, you're going to put on a headset, uh, maybe glasses, and then enjoy the game through that format. Now, what's going to happen for that to take off is exactly what happened for mobile to take off. Number one, cheaper hardware. Like that gets pushed into the market. Number two, data connection improvements, right? That mm-hmm. gets pushed into the market. And and finally, number three, uh, games itself that are are built on those uh, platforms becoming popular. So people buy it for the games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know people were improving their phones to play PUBG, and that was a big trend. Uh, you know, and, and prior to PUBG, uh, in the early years, when you couldn't have a computer, you got a phone so you could play whatever game else you wanted. Otherwise, you were just using it for shopping online or getting on Facebook or WhatsApp and so on. Are, are you Go saying people are, people are buying uh, more premium devices so that they can play better PUBG? Is that the yes, trend that you've seen? Yeah, yeah, I have seen this firsthand uh, amongst both friends, cousins, kids, whatever it is. Um, that once you once you lose to someone and it's because you're you didn't fire fast enough or your phone hung or the battery died, um, mm. the immediate next ask is I need a better phone, right? Um, I need a just just it's the same um, sort of feeling when you upgrade your console uh, mm. and you know you go from an old Xbox to a new Xbox. Uh, the drivers are the youth, right? The yeah. people who yeah. actually. Uh, you know, consume games as a as a normal activity. It's very natural to them because they're born into this industry. So that's the last thing I want to hit on um, is I think uh, I'll make a couple of very vile predictions. Uh, hopefully people watch this 10 years from now and I'm right. Uh, but if I'm wrong, I'll still go viral for being wrong. Uh, you know, but, but the point is, I think, uh, A, the youth are going to be the next generation of athletes and they're all going to be esports athletes because for them to pick up games athletically or from home, uh, to begin with, it's much easier than trying to get equipment um, mm. and get out there in today's sort of, you know, a pandemic level situation. Uh, so they're learning to play at home and play competitively in games. And and these things are becoming, as you are sort of somewhat aware about the esports industry, is becoming um, a, a place of um, athletic competition that drives both, uh, you know, uh, I would say prize money to them. So they see value in trying to do this. And it's something they naturally consume. I keep going back to this part, which is uh, today's youth just wakes up in the world today and sees gaming as just a natural thing that they do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you should have a, a, a profile in your gaming, uh, you know, sort of center. You have friends who are playing the same games. And so you all get together and play these games online. And you're not just outside playing cricket or football all the time. So mm-hmm. esports is a huge trend, which will drive this adoption even further. And I do see in the future, uh, not just, you know, sort of virtual reality being a way of mm-hmm. consuming these games, not mobile, but I see esports taking over uh, a lot of different sports, uh, which cannot keep up with the youth today who want to play games rather than, or, and play games athletically rather mm-hmm. than play the sport athletically. Uh, I'm not saying football will die or cricket will die. The, those games are, you know, uh, I, I think immortal for, a, for, mm-hmm. for very good reasons. But I do think, um, you know, a lot of other games that don't have that much deeper following will be replaced by gaming. Um, and that time will be replaced by gaming overall, right? Um, you could maybe see Ludo as a board game go completely away and only be consumed as a, as a mobile game format, for example, because it's just so popular on, mm-hmm. on, on uh, devices and so easily playable amongst people from different parts. Uh, and you all don't have to get together, right? And, and and play with the board at the same time. So I think esports is a big deal um, and kind of a big trend where this is all headed also. No, I, I think it's a super exciting time uh, for the world in general and, and all the new trends that are coming up, uh, not just because of the access to mobile phones and internet connections, 
but also where people's mindsets are right where you know you're going less outside you're staying in more uh, and then there's a lot more that they're doing uh, though you're still expanding your mind not just with games um you know I, i remember a time when you know we had consoles right you had the xbox you had the nintendos i i loved my you know super mario on my game boy right and and this was this was what was the trend and, and these companies made money uh you know selling consoles and selling games right uh, they had a full fledged studio that would make the game so not yep. only did they have to perfect creating a hardware which is a console and then ensure it is being up to date and being a lot more uh you know uh, high standard um and they also were able to create these phenomenal uh you know visually uh, amazing uh, games that could excite people to buy more and more and, and each of those uh you know games would then contribute to more revenues for the company right so a typical you know sell a console sell games was uh you know the the way forward then you had the switch to uh you know where where seeing now say clash of clans angry birds uh you know you have a uh, candy crush right they make money serving ads and and you know other things uh, apart from all the game you know the purchases you're making how have you seen this evolve and, and where do you see this going and, and where does a gaming company actually make money uh, is it some of these casual games or are there other things that you know the mass market doesn't see where there's a lot more action happening sure um i think there are a lot of ways to to a lot of business models that are available in gaming mm-hmm. um if you go by the most popular games they're popular also partially because they're free right to play so pubg is popular because it costs nothing to get started mm-hmm. um and and eventually if you want to play more you buy something in the game it's called in app pur- the whole concept's called in app purchase or in game purchase to enjoy the game further right um it's not new or novel it's been around for almost a decade plus um but the point is it works like this business model works the best um mm-hmm. so you avoid ads you avoid um you know diluting the person's experience and you also avoid a high barrier to entry so you're not very expensive to play um and and all out of it now they're talking we're talking business a lot of it has to do with your margins right uh you 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 spend a lot of money developing something popular like pubg but you don't spend i would say as much as if you're developing a console game with a lot of franchise level elements right mm-hmm. um console game for me uh you know long term um heavy investment high amounts of capital sort of uh, put in an almost like a movie esque fashion um developing something that you would want to see a part 2 part 3 part 5 of more consistently over time because you also know that in consoles um you know you you have a one time purchase with the game itself um but that also by the way I want to point out is now changing right um now consoles are being delivered with the capacity to to download they're all it's all available now like whether it's Google Stadia uh, or it's even prior to that now Xbox and PlayStation mm-hmm. you can stream your content and so they're going to be able to deliver now more easily free content and allow you to put in app purchases to go to the next level or buy the next item and mm-hmm. so all all of all of gaming is moving in that direction right all of gaming is moving towards the in app sort of business model uh in app purchase in app sort of uh con- consumption model and that's where everyone should focus um mm-hmm. you know because if you try to charge someone something there's a, always going to be a question of why um you know and and even the consoles i don't know if you uh, you know you're aware but i mean if you're in the gaming industry you know the consoles sell at a loss 
they don't necessarily sell um you know depending on when they're selling and who they're selling from and and what what price but generally the idea is let's get the console in the hand of everyone or hands of everyone um as much as possible i mean it can't be free at the moment it might just they be that you know microsoft wakes up and says uh let's give an xbox to everyone in the world we can afford it or something of that yeah. sort uh, i won't get into like the calculation but the point is um they sell uh, you know at times at a loss in order for you to get into the game right so a lot of it has to do with like getting you in the game and then you know the mechanics of a game are built to give you feedback and make you feel good so you to play more end up being you know someone oriented to do in app purchases right i know people uh you know who wouldn't spend money on uh, a, a new shoe if if their shoe wasn't you know just in the right order um and they needed new shoes but then they've gone ahead and and made purchases uh in game for a game right for right. chips or tokens and stuff so gaming ha- inherently like that hook um if you can build that into your game your business model is right so to answer your question that's the business model that's where you should go that's how you should build um it works for everyone from a startup to a, a, a an established company everyone uh mm-hmm. can offer something for free to begin with and and if people like it and you build a hook so you like it um you eventually end up paying uh for it so so now i mean people are just moving away from it's a given they're just moving away from paying for anything um so trying to charge people in the beginning is is very difficult you can have premium content um you know like apple or anyone else that you can charge for the fact right. that look we're really really good quality high quality but it's that's for a different you know echelon in the whole pyramid of you know the user base the larger market easiest easiest to tackle with a in app purchase free uh what we may call you know almost even sometimes a premium model ads don't work um mm-hmm. as much right um again that's the advice like you can run ads you can you can make money off ads but ads don't work to build depth uh, you know you can't have a game that consistently just is um purely running on ads um you It's have annoying. to in order to yeah of course right so you I wouldn't play in enough we you know uh the mature gamers reach a stage where they're just like i will pay to get the ad out right i will right. pay to not see any ads like let's let's move on from here so so you don't want to dilute the experience with ads so there's nothing wrong with ads it's just ads is like you know that like that premium spot right like you yeah. run your game for free and you just run off mm-hmm. ads but then the content and the depth that you can provide isn't as much because you don't make as much money off ads um mm-hmm. you know you want you want a sustainable model where people are hooked enough mechanics in the game where they pay on stage to stage and there's plenty of material out there that talks about how successful games have built feedback loops in their games to get mm-hmm. people to pay at the right time a lot of this i'll say the last piece a lot of this has to do with neuroscience uh the better gaming companies including us at jungly games study uh you know neurology and the and the and the elements of how your brain reacts when you're playing parts of the game and we tweak them so that um you are enjoying more enough to pay us to enjoy further um you know and 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 so neuroscience and and honestly the the larger companies like electronic arts and so on they actually have phd's um and neuroscientists on staff who notice the feedback loops in the games and tweak them right um you know a, a small element of that for example is when do you lose and when do you win and when you lose what message should you be shown uh, versus uh, when you win what message should be shown so if you lose should you be shown completely game over and you restart from the beginning or do you are you shown like 10 seconds ago so you get a chance to restart from where you were like a lot of that has to do with again the feedback loop that they're building and the choices that they make um and and these lend themselves to games that become uh, more 
enjoyable over time. So this neuroscience has a lot to do with the feedback loops, which leads back into in-app purchase, which leads back into the sort of business model that everyone should pick up overall. You know, my mind is blown, right? Because uh, building a gaming company or a game doesn't seem to be all fun and games, right? There's a lot of hard science that goes into it, uh, right from the creation of it. And, and, you know, how does everything flow together? And, and you're talking about neuroscience and how, it, you know, you actually consume it as a gamer, but you actually don't know what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of people are behind it. And I would say the same thing for Facebook and other companies too, right? Because they too are figuring out when to send you a notification. Uh, and that too. And I think there's there's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, similarity, but obviously they're very different from each other. There is. So I just want to say that, look, uh, this doesn't mean if you don't know neuroscience, don't build a game, right? You just go out and build a game. If you're a, a developer, a designer, an artist, it doesn't matter. Just go ahead and build a game. These are elements to know about that come later, right? Once you've sort of seen your game go live and elements of success are coming in, you want to build on top of that success. So so the first um, you know, a, a company that built any version of any game um, when they were just a small studio, like you could take the Supercell guys, right? They don't have neuroscientists on staff when they got out their first version or their second yeah. version, right? Very much their experience of knowing, okay, this works and this doesn't work. Let's push this button, this notification at this time and push that notification later. And of course, they had some elements and experience behind them. So that's what you need to build. You need to build the experience. So, hmm. you know, there's no better way other than getting started. You know, our Honorable Prime Minister a few weeks back said, uh, you know, India should uh, focus on developing games in India uh, to and get inspired by the culture and folk tales to create games. And, and that's a quote that I'm just reading. Uh, and, and he's talking about how India can, can do that. And he's saying, hey, go build a game because, you know, uh, and I think this was just after banning PUBG and a few uh, Chinese apps uh, that Indians obviously love. Uh, and this was his message to the people. So that also has, you know, created this uh, need uh, or at least put into the, the public conscience that they should go and build games, right? Uh, what's your take on this? And, and, you know, from what you're saying, you can obviously start small and, and build, but obviously it requires a lot more in terms of uh, investment, time, thought to build something that you can't, you know, be sitting in your dorm room and create like a mind-blowing game. Or can you? Or do you have um, all the tools I today to do it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the, the answer is you have the tools today to build a mind-blowing game from anywhere, honestly. In fact, okay, so let's take like two steps back. Gaming as a base leads into a value of a lot of verticals. For example, gaming leads into education. You will learn better if it's a game. It's proven. A game gamification is the quote-unquote word and term applied, right? Um, yeah. That means in your in your learning cycle, you have gaming loops. And when I say feedback loops, I just want to define this for you know listeners who maybe not understand what I'm trying to say. It's simple. When you do something, you see something happen. That's a loop, right? So you do something again to see something else happen. Now, doing something can be like picking up an object in the game, receiving a response is that object gives you ten points. So you're like, okay, good. Every time I pick up an object, I get ten points now I, my goal is i can see a progress bar my goal is to get to 100 points in the fastest time okay let's quickly pick up some objects 
and the points are going up. That's gamification, right? Like they've gamified it with the points and the progress bar. If you pick up an object and there are no points, you don't know why you're doing this and you just do it for the sake of it, right? So now think of this in at your home. If, if you've got clothes lying around everywhere or let's say laundry, like it's one of my favorite things um, to not do. Uh, you know, and, and every time I picked up a piece of cloth uh, out of the, uh, the washing machine and I folded or dried it, I got 10 points. And, and so I saw my progress bar go up and my level go up. I'll do more of it. Believe me, like that dopamine that, that hits you in the mind on gamification really helps. So now you can apply this in education. Kids will study better. They'll learn better, right? Now, the other part that ga- gaming works is in its training, right? It's, it's not unknown that like flight simulators is how pilots train. That's a game. That was eventually a game that was like Microsoft Flight simulator builds out so it's not just flight simulator and you know the army uses it the uh, uh surgeons or hospitals use it like to an extent they all have some version of a game um that's simulating their environment and and getting them and they call it a game it's not really a game it's a simulation right but the reality is it's a game if you put some scores and points to it it's a game then you have a level you have points you have feedback loops but otherwise um, simulators are game level based simulations that allow you to educate or train yourself. So there's training, there's education. Mm-hmm. Finally, there's just the brain development, right? Your your right. your dexterity of combat coordination, you're training that, and eventually your brain is developing new ways of uh, learning how to solve problems, right? Whether it's a puzzle game or a map game or a treasure game, there's all these elements you're picking up on in order to help you in real life. So Gaming as a base is, is, is really strong, leading into a lot of verticals, which is why I think uh, the government is pushing this and they should. Uh, gaming is a natural part of a lot of curriculums abroad, uh, whether you're in okay. the U.S., in Israel or some other countries, you will see uh, even the Russian government, for example, was recently announced uh, that esports and gaming is to be an integral offering uh, at the school level. So okay. let's get kids into this. Finally, even if you're learning programming, you learn programming in a lot of courses. Uh, I believe also, you know, shout out hashtag White Hat Junior and all the ads we see all the time, uh, you know, uh, is teaching you by teaching you how to make a game, right? Yeah. It's not starting by saying, okay, hi, you know, you're a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old. Let's make a, uh, let's make a ledger. Uh, an accounting software, right? As to teach you programming. Uh, they don't. <laughs> the kid will fall asleep. The <laughs> kid will fall asleep. Yeah, so they say like, let's start by making ping pong or let's start by making a simple 2D runner, right? Where you just right. go up and so this goes further. So what I'm trying to say is, look, the tools are totally available. Anyone can make games. Now, the quality, of course, depends on the amount of investment, um, you know. And so obviously, as we spoke about this earlier, console games take a lot of money and time because their mm-hmm. quality and the what they can render and deliver with the horsepower is something beautiful that they want to get you immersed into. Uh, right. But if you just use mobile graphics as a base you can easily build a game that looks good and i think we know enough success stories of people uh who have come out of you know little to no experience but built a game that's become really popular and you can never there's no formula you just have to build and put it out there and you know see what people say uh and that will help you build on this further so if you've got an idea you should go and try it because uh the tools are available no that that's super insightful uh raul in in the uh, you know the all the games that Rami has, uh, sorry, Jungli has in its uh, you know kind of repertoire, right? Um, I think uh, there are a few games that are really really popular in India, and and that involves some familiarity, right? Um, yeah. You know, and and you're talking about cricket, you're talking about Rami, you're talking about uh, you know uh, maybe poker. That's still not too Indian, but you know the card games have taken off massively. Is there any insight from there in terms of 
uh, you know how people are adopting something that's familiar but now it's digital so you don't actually have to be uh, you know together in a single place so you can play with anybody because you know you think you're good at it and that you know you want to play more of that and get better at it is there a you know some correlation there and and uh, how as a gaming studio how do you guys look at it and and you know how do you pick some of these games sure um so for us it was always barrier to entry right if we built a game how easy it's for is it for someone to get started now if you have a brand new game that someone's not played before then you understand that there is some uh you know resistance to learning the new mechanics even no matter how good the game is and uh the number of early adopters uh who play the games and derive value from this now is growing back in 2012 it was very little or very small what you need like for any product what you need is early adopters who you love using the product tell other people and no matter how the product looks or feels other people will use it because the early adopters tell them okay so let's let's talk about whatsapp before whatsapp there were messengers available but not everyone was on a, any type of particular messengers not like whatsapp deceited um a most popular messenger in india what happened was there were early adopters who used whatsapp started telling other people like i'm on whatsapp you should get on because i can message you quickly and let me show you how to do this okay look go over here touch my name click on this and there you're good to go right and those people started telling other people and those people started telling other people eventually it got popular enough that everyone just adopted it because it became a normal thing so that's kind of you know a, a basic cycle of early adopters and then you have crossing the chasm it's a concept around getting you know going from early adopters to of course natural uh you know you hit the critical mass and you go into natural adoption so gaming in 2012 was in the early adopter stage and an easy way to get everyone on board was to produce a game that everyone was familiar with so we went with rummy for two reasons number one of course familiarity with the game right easy to do right. number two the legality behind it being a skill game so we could run it for real money which built up on the natural enjoyment where people were playing this offline exactly like that uh because as long as you're a skill game you can play it for real men- money competitively so it's really an e-sport it's mm-hmm. e-sports are nothing but just you know the ability to play games for uh competitive prizes uh as long as they're skill games then it makes sense like we could play football or cricket for competitive prizes so you can play a game as well which has a, g- a huge element of skill whether it's rummy or pubg it's all skill based so going back to what i'm saying we started with that yeah. then we toyed with ideas of and not just us everyone everyone's toyed with ideas of okay now we see early adopters they've gone through the familiar games they're hooked to you know ability to play games they understand all the basics which is here's how i use my phone here's the data connection this is what i need to play a game any game and and all that now let's try some new concepts and honestly the new concepts haven't taken off till date and now slowly again thanks to pubg over time people have gotten used to action games right so if you produce action games the 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 individuals again the youth were the majority of people who played this and they will now be able to adopt another action game more easily and even furthermore you know into that concept but new concepts are harder for those reasons as i'm telling you right the early adopters need some level of familiarity right. in order to build up to that so for a business you want to reduce that time so you pick the game that's easiest to understand and play doesn't mean you shouldn't try new concepts only means the time where new concepts are accepted is still yet to come and the new concept exception by the way is super high in the west mm-hmm. uh because there i think uh, there've been you know decades of gaming right starting from atari uh, you know you think about 1980s when the first atari came out and and you're playing pong 
people don't know how to use a joystick they don't know how yeah. the buttons work so they learned it right they learned it and then everything's been based on that right they went from atari to nintendo with the same concept of super mario jumping up and yeah. down with the same two button but now the joystick the stick became actually a pad even though they still called it a joystick for the longest time before they got to like okay let's call it a pad um you know to where the xbox is so you see the evolution of adoption um and and the familiarity building into your inception into new concepts but india is far from that right now which is really exciting because that means if you have a wild thought um you should try it you never know if yours is going to be the next thing that you know gets to be taken up as a new concept that people enter into uh but as a business to sustain you mostly people are playing it safe and picking familiar games for the reasons i told you right easiest to kind of right. get started and then you built into that further uh you know there's there's just so many questions i have on gaming and jungly and all of that uh but i i'm i'm going to defer that maybe to late in the podcast if it's possible or or you know we'll have to do a completely new episode i found out that navel ravikant is a is an advisor uh on the jungly board did he did you spend uh, much time with him at all uh in the early days uh we we've been blessed to have his uh insights um and his advice and his uh you know all his thoughts um you know directing the decisions we are making but um complete and full credit to uh you know ankush of course the ceo uh who's bridged that that relationship it's not me i take no credit for it uh, i mean he's obviously known as a as a philosopher uh you know monk of startups so he has all kinds of names uh and and he obviously gives all these uh you know nuggets of wisdom on twitter um but i think the question was uh you know have you picked up anything from him uh, that has helped you in the journey of building jungly maybe maybe personally as well because you know I, i he puts out a lot of things and i just wanted to see if you related to some of the things that he said yeah yeah i think um i'm talking i'm going to talk about everything public um there are parts that were picked up uh by me personally and even i think the company to run the way we do um so there's a business side of it um and then there's the personal side of it right um of how you sort of live your life um if i'm not going to get deeper into it because i think we all have access like i said to you know his short list sure. of you know hey you're doing this and this and this but i think from the business aspect of it um the differentiation between uh you know creating wealth and and earning money or revenue um is a very core concept of understanding that you know you need to have multiple assets even in a business you have to have multiple products and multiple capabilities and provide value right like and so the, even the concept of um you know how what is value like how do you provide value to someone so they they give you money right um that entire structure that he gets into around um you know you got to find that skill set that you're not just great at or amazing at but make it um you know the core value you're providing to people consistently and as long as you're providing value you know you you let that generate the interaction and it further goes into you making money and revenue right like uh because a lot of people have an approach to business is very straightforward like i want to make money right like and and that's the wrong way place to start like if you want to make money you want to build something that's of value and it's not just you know even him who says that a lot of um greats who built value themselves understand that um you know on the on the personal side um it's a lot of uh you know utilization of meditation um a lot of utilization and understanding of the world um as a whole to understand your sort of place in it and and feel calmer and nicer and better about how things are going whether they're bad or good or great or worse uh just a more deeper appreciation of the present moment 
um, and 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 then understand that like you have no control of the future and you have no control of the past. It's more important for you to uh, both even in the business and and life enjoy what you have now because we don't know if you're going to hit by, by a meteor tomorrow or you don't know if you're going to be happier or worse tomorrow, right? So so rather than you know cycles spent on that, let's spend the cycles on now. So. So that basic philosophy is like how, you know, we've always carried ourselves. So our values like lead with love, you know, at Jungle Games, lead with love is a value number one, because we understand like that's the point, right? It's right now I could be angry with you or I could have, you know, a, a more uh, loving approach to the situation that we need to talk about in business. Um, I'll choose love because I don't know tomorrow what's going to happen or what's going to happen in an hour, right? And 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 so there's better, you know, I, if I have a choice between being positive and negative right now, let's be positive. So lead with love is a a big huge value uh you know that we we go by um and, and from a business side again we have you know the data we're obsessed with data as a value uh in the company that comes from that same concept that he talks about also right like you got to know uh the basics and the numbers to drive value further it's kind of how angelist works even in the investment space right you have to know the data and the numbers in order to make the right investment um so i think he's helped us both personally and professionally but those two core concepts you know whether it's being in the moment um or it's also like understanding even the business like how do you generate value have come through a lot of his uh like i say public teachings also i discovered novel very late uh, i wish i i knew of him uh and and his uh tweets uh much before and well uh, never never i mean better late than never right uh so i think there yeah. is obviously that <laughs> uh, he, would say, you know, he would say that when you discovered him is the right time when you were supposed to discover him right like it's right. Uh, uh it's just all in the flow of the moment uh you know and uh and then he'd request you to meditate <laughs> uh to, to get that far i think i think right i can't judge I can only tell you it's all good teachings overall. No, fan- fantastic. Uh, you and I have had some very interesting discussions about uh, a topic uh, you know that's was quite popular in the valley a few years ago which is biohacking. Uh and sure. and and then into intermittent fasting and and what not. Um <laughs> what what's what's been your philosophy because you know you shared uh, some nuggets which you know I was like super you had done all the research and you had concised it and you're like hey this is what i do which works for me and you know and you said hey this is something that you're free to use or, or don't use but this is what i do if you want to condense all the things that i do right now based on my learning viewing watching reading this is what it is um how do you get here and and you know maybe there are some things you can share with the audience yeah yeah um i mean i think how do you get there is is very personal uh each of us have a different drive uh my drive is to uh extract i'm going to be using this word a lot during this conversation extract maximum value <laughs> uh from every moment actually we may want to talk a little bit about biohacking and what it is um if, if they've never come across this term okay um all right like it's a generic term that simply means um you find ways around you hack your own biology or the bio environment around you and in a, and the word hack is a way of saying you put in a process or a product or a solution like something that enhances your experience um and your capabilities right so this is a very scientific you ask for a definition there's a very scientific definition right uh, enhance the the definition uh, that that i think uh, you know i enjoy and it's not necessarily a definition is that it makes you a high functioning human uh, to be better at the things that you're doing at the moment and that's by changing some aspects of uh, 
food action uh, environment right yeah absolutely absolutely i ascribe to that same same meaning as well um and so um i haven't like i i just want to let listeners know this doesn't mean you hack your body means that you put something in there because there are aspects of that to like people who've gone that far right like implanted themselves and taken a lot yeah. of drugs and everything i am what you might call a natural biohacker so what that means is um without uh ingesting um any form of uh, uh stimulants um i i i i do other things like i said in terms of process like you said in terms of habit in terms of food in terms of you know procedure i change a few things i tweak things up and down i have a more of something and less of something else and that hopefully enhances my uh capability to uh like i said be more valuable to everyone or just personally personally perform like i'm happy about that so an example of that is uh stand in the sun a lot like you and i are taking this call i'm standing outside in the sun i could have taken this call in a room but if you stand in the sun especially morning sun uh you get a lot of good vitamin d you got to get a lot of good energy for the rest of the day it's just proven you smile more you're happier more people who live in environments where the sun shines a lot more are slightly like you know a more uplifted and and this is why like great weather cities uh tend to produce you know just generally happier environments overall right but more so more important is you personally will feel more energetic if you take some morning sun in. it's really simple which is why like the we could go further back and say oh this is why you do the surya namaskar this is why you wake up early in the morning but the point is just stand in the sun like it's very easy to do take a call i'm doing a call right like this is the hack i have a call to take i'm going to do it in the sun i get sun i get the call done i'm done uh, that's a small example another one you spoke about intermittent fasting that's easy right like if you eat a lot of food you're going to feel sleepy that's that's a, just a just a function that's e- so easy so what do you change just change the amount of food right don't eat so much before a big uh, event whether it's a, uh, a, a an interview an exam a meeting a discussion a thought process uh, that you want to sit down for brainstorming your brain isn't going to be thinking about all that it's going to be worried like your body's just going to be functioning digesting all that food so it doesn't help um you know eat after the event eat after right. you've gone through a big one uh but fast right like and now whether you that means skip a meal so you can have a better uh you know performance for the meeting or the interview or the talk or whether you eat later it's all your choice but intermittent fasting is a small change so i have you're right i have all these little nuggets um take cold showers right like don't take hot showers huge benefits huge benefits to taking cold showers but i'll i'll come to the end uh, you know sort of result that's worked for me this doesn't work for everyone uh you know my wife doesn't is is it doesn't do all of this because she tried it but didn't like her body is different right all our bodies are different you have to find what works for you and delivers the best result my end result has been honestly and people who work with me will tell you i'm hyper energetic i i i i don't need too much sleep um i'm able to maintain my body weight i'm you know able to keep up athletically with my 5 year old son um you don't have to do much to run around with a 5 year old son but that's okay right even a 5 year old can be pretty fast sometimes i think so <laughs> so i get as long as i can as long as i can keep up with him you know i think i'm doing something right so there are a lot of benefits that come from these uh little changes or little hacks if you call them um but uh you know i hope everyone tries something that helps them overall uh any any quick resources that they could uh, uh get started with oh um you should ask varun for my list everyone because <laughs> it's uh it's a public list i i emailed it to to him and and you can take a look at it as well um honestly uh there's i i don't want to name anyone because i don't want to endorse someone specific from my side because i said people things have worked for me but i'll give you sure. genetic terms that you can google um i'll just get on youtube right and and type 
uh, biohacking or, um, you know, hyper-performance or hyper-performing. And the results that pop up are the different authors and people that should be read and done, right? Like, for example, I don't want to advocate veganism uh, because, you know, that movie came out, I forget the name now, but everyone saw it. Almost everyone who was, quote-unquote, biohacking, I think, saw it. Super Uh, supercharged? Uh, I think Virat uh, Kohli makes a makes a, a cameo appearance in that. Yeah, I don't know if it's called Supercharge. You can look it up. I, I honestly have forgotten the name of the movie. Uh, all I know is uh, people started becoming vegan after that, but didn't work for everyone, right? Uh, but you should watch it. You should watch that to understand how changing the food habits will be different, right? Um, so I can throw some names like, you know, Dave Asprey or... Um, you know, uh, you know, Mind Valley, which runs a lot of courses on biohacking. But the reality is, don't try what's working for me. What I want people to understand is there are little things you can find out online just by typing things out and Googling them, and that will lend you to do your own research. Um, I, I don't want anyone coming back to me and say, hey, I watched this Dave Asprey video and, and, and you know, my eye stopped working. <laughs> um, because, you know, he suggested something and you tried something. But it, it, is, it is for everyone uh, that at least yeah. they can do some research, right? Um, you know, so, so but I'll, 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 thanks for, you know, that's a good question. So let me actually summarize it slightly nicer. There are five things we can all improve. So you should research this. And I guarantee you, this is something you, and when I say you, I'm kind of talking to the listener. You may not have improved all five. So, so try improving five things in your life, right? Number one is food. Um, maybe you're eating three meals. You only need two a day. Maybe you need one a day. We don't know. Like you got to try it to figure out what works for you and you'll see a change, especially heavy meals before big events and stuff. I keep going back to that, right? Uh, but food is a big part. Sugar, right? Cut out sugar. So that's one. Breathing. If you don't do breathing exercises, you don't do yoga, you don't do meditation. I mean, listen to Naval, listen to Varun, listen to me, listen to people. Try it. Try it, right? May not work, but try it. Uh, but breathing. Uh, three is exercise, but exercise isn't like, you know, the whole, everyone says this, like all the, all the uh, experts tell you, don't, doesn't mean do 60 minutes of it every day, right? Do five, it's okay. Do 10, but do something, get your heartbeat going. Your heart needs to breathe um, and, and exercise itself, right? A little bit. So like jump for a few minutes and that's good enough, but get into that, right? So, um, you know, as I said, it's, it's food, it's meditation, it's exercise. Then it gets into sleep. Um, everyone has different sleep habits. Find the hours you are most productive and, and utilize that for being productive. Some people are productive at night. Some people are productive during the day, but find those hours and you'll do well. Just your sleep cycles have to be aligned with you performing well for yourself, right? Uh, so I work really well at night. It's super quiet. I also work to find during the day. So it's all dependent on you know, how, how it all plays out. And then the, the last piece um, is learning. We all learn. We're all reading every day. We're all picking up articles. But how do you learn the best? I've, after all these experiments, I found out that audio is really good for me. So now I'm consuming almost two books um, you know, every week or every few weeks because I'm just listening all the time. Um, you know, like I have some audio playing of some book or some concept and it's just getting ingested really well. If I read something, I don't learn it as well. And, you know, we've gotten trained into this certain way of life. Um, we've gotten trained into eating three times a day, maybe more, maybe eating sugar. We've gotten trained into thinking yoga is just for Baba Ramdev and not for me. I'm a young, cool person and it's not something I should pick up. Maybe, um, you know, we got trained into exercise is hard. I got to do 60 minutes of jumping. No, you don't. Right. We've gotten trained that, um, you know, sleep. I need eight hours. No, you don't. Maybe you need nine or maybe you need three. You won't know until you try. And yeah. finally, you've got trained into learning can only be done by reading a book, maybe watching a seminar. No, there's so many different ways of learning. You can hack your way into learning efficiently and effectively and increase your, your you know, your, your own 
uh, experience. So these are sort of, you know, that's what I'd like to suggest to the readers, like pick up on all these topics and then find the, the expert you'd like the best and follow them through. Awesome. I think uh, I've got the five points down and I, I just, uh, I should focus on getting better at them. Uh, except yoga is taking a backseat uh, because of my, my knee uh, issues. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I'm on the right track. <laughs> It's supposed to help with that. There's, there's supposed to be yoga for all the different parts, right? Of course. But, uh, of course. I just but need to spend time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the little things, little things make, a, make a big difference. So I would suggest everyone try something small. Like a cold shower makes a huge difference to the body, yeah. right? Try something. Um, no, this, is, this has been phenomenal. Um, you know, I, before, before I close out, uh, you know, you, um, you know, before Jungli, you've had a couple of startups as well. And um, I also read that you have successfully exited those. And, and those were successes in terms of, you know, what startup outcomes could look like. Uh, between these three companies that you've held, uh, you know, since your full-time job, uh, what has been your biggest life learning uh, and, and maybe one challenge that you kind of overcame? Oof, okay. Um, do you ask this question to everyone? No, I haven't heard you. Say Just successful question. people. Just successful yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think, okay, look, dude, successful, success is relative. Um, if I started a startup with uh, $10,000 and I, and I exited it with 20000 that's success. All right. Um, or exit with like 11,000, let's say. So that's success. So I'll tell you, uh, my definition of a successful exit wasn't that like I made billions or millions, you know, I'm still working on the wealth part, perhaps if you want to say that or the money part, but the, you're right. Um, the success was the learning. The success was the outcome, uh, was net positive, uh, you know, versus what kind of went in. And that's something to celebrate, right? Like no matter how much, whether it was, uh, 11,000 for 10,000 in, or whether it was 20,000 for 10,000 in or whatever. Right. So, um, my, uh, you know, let's say the business learning and, and the personal learning, let's put both of them aside, right? Like, so the business learning is no one knows anything. Okay. No one knows anything. We all ascribe to each other, uh, saying you, you're an expert at this, you know, you did this and I've seen you make money on this and you've done so well, but I have learned and seen that even the best in the business, they, they don't know everything. Or you could even say, quote unquote, anything. Basically, what that boils down to is if you have something you want to try, you try it. Don't don't listen because you don't want to be the one who's pointing your fingers at the expert who told you not to do it. And it they worked out for someone else. Um, you know, you have to you have to respect everyone's opinion. That's fine. Right. So let's use Neville because, you know, you, you, you've ascribed to him in this in this podcast as, as an awesome person, which he is, um, you know, and, and we're talking about him. So if Neville came to me and said, Raul, this idea is not good. Don't do it. I'm going to listen to him versus if my five year old came to me and said, you know, dad, you got to try this, not that. Uh, but I also I'm, I'm very cognizant of the fact that people's understanding of what the future holds isn't entirely, um, you know, a hundred percent. And if I really have a conviction about trying something, I may go against both my son and Neville. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, and, and Neville's kind of person who'll understand that too, right? Like he can give an opinion. So understand that sort of opinions aren't supposed to sway you from what you want to do and go ahead and try it. You don't know what will succeed and what won't. Right. So that's a very big piece um, and, and even if I'm telling you not to do something, you have a business idea and I think, I don't know if it will work, just do it. Like if you want, if you want to try it, you have to, this is how 
if you go back to the origin stories of a lot of successful, as you say, successful people, you will see a lot of them who are told not to do. And when I say a lot, I'm making a generic statement, but most of them were told not to do what they did. Most of them were told this isn't going to work. Most of them said like, that's not how things happen. And yet they still tried and guess what? They were like well ahead because they, they did it, right? So the business end of it is, and this is true for a feature in your product. This is a true for a business angle. It's true for everything. Yes, you are risking the, the death of the business. You are risking, um, you know, drowning what, what you are, haven't tried killing what you already have. But the reality is that's, again, going back to business, right? Like you want to generate high value, you have to try. So that's the business side of it. Personal side of it is it's very hard. (laughs) No one prepares you uh, mentally. But here's the biggest thing I learned. uh, Mentally, that everyone changes over time. Everyone changes, right? Like whether you're in a personal relationship with someone, whether you're in a business relationship with someone, what you were five years ago as a person, what they were five or 10 or four years ago as a person, everyone changes. So you think you will have the same relationship with the person all the way through. It's not, it's not going to happen. People change. And now that you're aware of this, you are open to them changing because what happens is even in the personal end and perhaps even in the business end, people aren't ready for others to change while they're changing themselves. And that creates strain in the relationship that creates less empathy and understanding. But if you know already, I am changing, this person's changing and we can still do this together. We still understand each other. We're going to try to take that forward. You will live a much more happier and fulfilled life. Like change is a good constant, right? So everyone changes. I'll give a funny anecdote to this, right? Like my parents never told me that in marriage, you change, right? Like you get married to someone, they're not going to be, you are not going to be the same person you were day one of marriage, whether it's 10 years later, eight, nine, whatever, right? Your habits are changing. Their habits are changing. People don't think about it this way, right? People feel like I'm marrying this person. This person will be like this for the rest of their life, which is entirely untrue, entirely untrue. And if you don't know this, you're shocked, right? Like you just like, what happened to you? You used to be this, now you're this. When you don't realize yourself, you've changed. So change is something you should focus on and be aware of. Just be aware of it, live with it, live in that moment. And, and you know, you live a far more understanding and a fulfilled life with your partner, whether it's both business or professional. So yeah, that's, that's a big learning. Um, thanks, all. This is, uh, you know, I think you've capped it off uh, in a way that, you know, uh, we've, we've had over 50 guests on the show and you're the 50th. Uh, nice. And I'm, I'm okay. glad I've changed from the first one and I'm glad I could have you on for the 50th and to cap off half a century and, and uh, you know, kind of, uh, we'll probably get you back for the 100th. <laughs> I, I, I would love to. I would love to. I, I was hoping for that number too. <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon, soon it shall happen. I should make it happen. Um, are you are you investing? Uh, are you are you hiring a jungly? Uh, any shout outs you want to make? Um, I mean, the only jungly shout out I'd love to make for is absolutely jungly uh, that we are hiring. Please check out uh, our homepage, junglygames.com. Um, you will see the grow section, which is our career section, and all the roles that we're there. We're looking for uh, gaming's a great industry, right? So it's growing during a pandemic. It's unfortunate there's one, but hey, we're growing. It's a big industry right now. We're looking for a lot of great people, technical, non-technical. Um, and uh, anyone can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, you'll learn that about me as well. I talk to everyone. Feel free to reach out and tell me you're interested and we could quickly look at your profile and see if there's a fit. But uh, thank you for allowing me to give that shout out, Varun. I can attest that you do talk to everybody and I'm glad to have uh, been able to do that and, and you know, uh, pause this relationship over the last many years. Uh, awesome to have you on.
Oh, awesome, man. I really appreciate uh, you making me a part of this. Love it.